Hello again and welcome back to Leicester's The Place with me, Jerry Taggart. And of course, any episode wouldn't be complete without my sidekick and a man whose ancestry dates back to the prehistoric age. It is, of course, the human Diplodocus, Big Matty Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that one? I've been waiting for that one to come out, yeah. That keep you up late last night, yeah, thinking of that one? Oh, no, I just thought about it on the drive down. To be fair, Tavesy called me a lot worse over the years. Now, today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a real treat. Today, we have a member of the current Leicester City playing staff, but not just any member. This guy is the only player to have started every game in the league this season for Leicester City. And he is also fresh from scoring an absolute cracker, which ended up being the winner. It is, of course, Harry Winks. Harry, welcome to Leicester. Thank you. Place. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks for, having, thanks for being on it. Thank yeah. you. Nice Cheers for being on it. You too. Needed a round of applause there. Oh, yeah. After that, that build up. Sure, we can put that in somehow, <laughs> can't we? <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Jerry. Thank you. Hey, very, very impressive. Just fresh from training, Harry. Yep. Uh, how was it today, training? Good, good. Yeah, we um, we just had two days off after the game, so today was a little bit of a bit of a tougher session just to get back into it. But everybody looks after themselves well, and I think yeah. we've got you know we've got a good trusted group of players, and everybody takes care of themselves. So yeah, it was good, and we had a, like I said a hard session today. With the training and that, it's it's uh, a little bit different to the norm, is it? In terms of I don't know starting times, duration. The detail to it and everything. Yeah, I mean the detail is incredible. I mean since I've since I've come here, I've learned so much already. Yeah. Um, but just the the way that we prepare training on the opposition and the best way to to sort of counter their threat and how we're gonna and we're gonna hurt them is is yeah. I mean the details are incredible. So you know we, we we work on every game individually on every opposition and and what their threats are and what they're good at and and how we can we can exploit that and, and like I said every game's different we learn different sort of mm. strategies and ideas and it's um yeah it's incredible to, to interesting that because on the face of it I, I don't know if you novices like us or whatever you look at it and you think Leicester pretty much set up the same week in week out and don't let other teams detract from what they want to do maybe maybe in possession that is the case to a level but but it's more detailed than that, like you say. Yeah, yeah I mean, looking I, I, at the opposition's strength, etc. Yeah, I think on the face of it, you know, we 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 still play the same sort of way yeah. and the same sort of base and found and you know formation. But in every game, there'll be different details that we go into in the game, and we you know we look at where they're you know where they're stronger and where they you know where they're good at pressing, where they maybe not so good at pressing, and we try and work on ideas in the game of creating overloads and and exploiting the opposition. And yeah. Like I said, every game's different because we're playing against different opposition with different formations and, and, and players. So, um, yeah, there's always little details, but we keep the sort of same same base and the same sort same of formation, and yeah. the same structure, yeah. And, yeah. How, and how are you finding life playing under Enzo, Harry? Oh, yeah. Because it looks to me like you're loving it. Tailor-made for it, isn't you? Tailor-made. I mean, yeah, it's, I most I've enjoyed my football probably in, in my career, to be honest. I mean, I've learned so much already, like I said, and the way that we play is, is perfect to the way I, I want to play. I completely you know, buy into the way that the manager wants us to play. I think it's the the uh, the best way. And you look at the, the, the best teams in football in, in the world, you know, um, they all play that sort of way. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's, it's it's intriguing because you you know you go into the games and from the outside you look and you I mean from playing against Man City in the past and stuff that you think how do they always keep yeah. the ball? How you know you go from and when working with this manager you find out ways of of often from him obviously him working with with Pep but there's different ideas and, and and philosophies and you can see on the pitch how clear it is and the yeah. way that the manager uh, explains it to us. I, I suppose in a way 
you know, I, I've I've been I've been on record saying like every player must be loving playing yeah. this style of football and seeing the the end results, i.e., chances on goal, goals being scored. You haven't conceded that many, so everybody must be absolutely buzzing in the in the dressing room. You know, yeah, playing de under Enzo. Definitely, I think, and I think if you spoke to every player, they'd probably say everybody's improved as a player as yeah. well in these last few months because, um, you know, it's not it's not anything that uh, us footballers can't do. It's it's um, just having the confidence and the and the backing of the manager to do it. And you know, like like he always says to us, if you make mistakes, you know, it's completely fine. It's fo you know, it's football, and when you have that freedom on the pitch to go out there and to to play with uh, with that freedom of not making a mistake and not mm -hmm. worrying about it, it makes um, it makes such a difference to the game. And, and and sometimes, I mean, I've found that when you have a manager that tells you um, to go out there and not worry about mistakes, you actually end up making less mistakes mm -hmm. than you do if you have a manager that says, yeah. don't less make mistakes. Tense, yeah, it's yeah, less like tense. Missions, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So anyway, let's talk about this goal on <laughs> at the weekend. Your first goal for the club. Did Enzo <laughs> teach you how to do that? <laughs> I don't think What's anyone a goal? did. Yeah. <laughs> What's a goal to win the game? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I don't score many goals, and and to be honest, I don't really shoot from distance a lot either in in my career. But for some reason, in in the game, I didn't think too much. It just sort of it just sort of happened, and um, I think that's the best way. I mean, if you, I mean, if you go up to to strike a shot, and if you speak to Vards and Kelly and the players who are, who are more <laughs> who score more goals, they'll probably tell you the ones that they've scored the most are, are the ones where where they don't think. Yeah. And it was the same situation. It just come to me. The touch was 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 good in, in, in my path and I didn't really think too much and it just um and luckily I, I connected with it well but uh yeah like I said I don't score many but um it was a, it was a great one. It was a difficult period as well because obviously they had just had a man sent off QPR and they're they're just clinging on for their life. So they've gone ultra ultra defensive. You were probing, you know, obviously you had a, seen a lot of the ball but I thought it actually became a bit more difficult when they went down to ten men because they were just desperate to get off the pitch with a point. Yeah, I mean, that's, we were saying that actually as players, we were saying that sometimes when you get a man sent off, it's actually even more difficult to to score because you know they they, they almost consolidate and think, you know, what we'll just we'll, we'll take a, uh, the point here and put everyone behind the ball. And it's you know on paper it goes, oh, you've got ten men, you know, you should be scoring, but it's it's sometimes really difficult to break them down, especially if they've got a back five and then you know they play with the rest of the you know the other the other five yeah. just in front. It's, it's tough. So it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's it sometimes can be difficult, but. Um, like I said, yeah, we you know, managed to get the, we managed to get the win, which is the most important thing. Absolutely, that's a problem that you're gonna or you already have encountered, haven't you? Teams sitting deep, sitting back, getting happy to pinch a point, etc. Leicester looking for more than that, but that's that's another scenario where the manager seems to be confident that he can progress you as a team, you know, and be able to penetrate that those deep-rooted defences. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, we, we, we've come up against different teams this year, ones where teams have come fully aggressive to press us and we've come against teams that sit back and make it really, really tough. And mm. each one has their, their, their positives and negatives. But like the manager always says to us, you know, in these games, you, you have to be patient. And it's, yeah. it's difficult because you have a lot of the ball and you think we've got to score early and, you know, the crowd wants us to score early. And, yeah. and, and we, you know, it's about managing that kind of expectation. I struggle to get their head around that a little yeah. bit. They, yeah. They? They're slowly getting there. Yeah. But he keeps, he keeps stressing that point, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. I mean, we, at half-time, he always says to us, if it's nil-nil and... You know, we've had a, a spell in, in in the first half where we've you know dominating teams have sat back. Mm. He just he always tells us just to 
stay calm, be patient. You know, the opportunities will come yeah. um, because the opposition are going to get tired and we move them from side to side and eventually the opportunities will, will get there and, and then we get our chances in the last 30 minutes or so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's all about, I think, you know, on the pitch, it's about trying to keep everybody calm because when you start to rush it, you know, the opposition, they start to get a bit more confident when you make mistakes and, and they start to believe that they can grow into the game. So, um, yeah, I think for when we play against teams that press or teams that sit off us, we have different kinds of uh, scenarios on, on what to do. What about, I was going to ask, what would you say was your uh, most difficult game this season so far? I think there's been different ones. I mean, you could, I think Sunderland was a difficult Sunderland, game. Yeah. Sunderland, I think, was probably the one game where we look at and we probably thought, you know, we, you know, they cause us problems defensively. You know, the young side, full of energy, no fear, just mm -hmm. went for us. And, and um, not, you know, normally we, I think in that game, we had a two or three big chances. If we go two or three no up, it completely changes the, yeah. the dynamic of the game. But... We didn't take our chances early in in the first half, and like I said, that that then that gives them the belief to grow into it. And but they're a good side, you know. They play some really good stuff, and you know they had no fear. They went for us, and they got good young players. But um, but yeah, the most important thing is we managed to grind grind out a win. Yeah, I was thinking because they're probably the only team that have actually come to King Power this season and thought we're going to try and impose our game on Leicester and not do what the majority of teams have done this season. Well, it's been home all the way. They've just sat back, tried to go on the counter-attack. And in the end, you've, well, some of the games I've watched, you've cruised when teams have done that, but they definitely came yeah. and put the press on you and put the pressure on you. But as with most of the games this season, the result was still the same. And as you say, if you take a couple of those chances, I think the, the save the keeper makes from Kalecha, where he tips yeah, it onto the yeah, post. Yeah, right? yeah. If that goes in, 2-0, bang. But I think he was also saying in the dressing room after the game, he was quite, I think, um, he was quite disappointed in the way we played. We didn't really play as well as we thought we could have. But you know, we after debriefing the game, you know, these are the games in the championship you have to win. Yeah. And you have to grind out and find another way of winning. And it might not just always be playing good football and scoring, you know, loads of goals. You have to find other ways to win. And I think we did that really well because it was a, like it was a tough game, and um, but we found another way of winning. Yeah, yeah I think the weekend turned out to be. Yeah. A Relatively tough game, didn't it? I didn't think it was fair to say that you probably as a team you weren't at your best. But then I look at the stats and it was, like, was it 79%? Yeah. Was it? I think <laughs> you can't, can't have been doing too much wrong. Um, you know, great aggregate chances, shots on goals, etc. So you just seem to have clicked together, don't you, really? Even when you're not playing. Yep. To your best. Have you, have you surprised yourselves a little bit how well it's gelled? Yeah, I, I definitely. I think you know the manager always stresses to us at the moment. You know what we've what we're doing is is not normal in football. No. Um, I, I thought there would be a few <laughs> hiccups along yeah. the way, especially early on. You know, like new players coming in, new manager, new system, etc., style. But it's just sort of yeah. Um, but I think if you look at the championship, it's such a difficult league. It's so competitive, mm. and anyone can beat anyone. And um, you know, there's no easy games. There really isn't. Every game has has difficulties, and I think it's just credit to the to the to the manager and the staff, but also the players. You know, we every we go into every game as as, as humble as we did the first game of the season, and I think that's the most important thing is going into every game, respecting the opposition, going into the game with a point to prove. Because the minute you go into the game and you think that I know you're going to win or it's going to yeah. be easy, is the game where you get you get bitten. So it's um, sometimes you know, that can be tough. Yeah, you know, for your own psyche to go into a game thinking, right, we're starting from scratch again. And especially when you're younger, I think as well, younger players, when they've had a good run in the team, they're scoring, scoring a few goals, they keep their, you know, keep themselves grounded going into that next game. So yeah, I think I think that's why we've we've got 
we've got good people in the in the dressing room. We've got you know um, humble players. We've got uh, experienced players, yeah. and, and we've got you know a good squad of players who can who can manage that. And we and we sort of try to keep it as as um, as as relaxed as possible because you know if you go in there too high, like, you, you can easily get punished in this division. And we, we, you know every game we make sure we go into every game with the same mentality because. We want to keep winning, and the whole way to do that is to to be as humble as you can the week before. Yeah, it looks like you've got like, hungry players as well. You know, for whatever reason, different stages of their career. I think that's important. Myself, you know, from my own experiences, is players who I don't know got something to prove or determined to to get back to where they think they should be, etc. So, you know, there's an element of that in the team as well, isn't there? And I think you can see the desire mm -hmm. um, really shining through. It's like, Say at the end of the game on Saturday, the celebrations there, it was almost like he's got through to a Wembley final, yeah. wasn't it? And it, you know, some people might think, well, OK, it's Leicester against QPR. They're struggling, but there's a real sort of fight and fire in the squad, isn't there? There is, yeah. I mean, like it's after Sunderland, go back to that game, after the game, the manager wasn't happy with our reaction in the dressing room afterwards. Did he have a word with you at half-time, can I ask, against QPR? Because you came out early. No, he didn't know QPR was. No, no, QPR. He was just, he was just, you know, keep, keep, keep with it. He said it's a tough game. We knew, we knew it was going to be a tough game. They're going to frustrate us, but be patient, stick with it. It's going to come, you know, the, the, yeah. and you know, a few tactical tweaks and and what to do as well. But so no, you're QPR. About Sunderland, yeah, sorry, yeah, Sunderland. It was. Um, we come in the dressing room. I think we was we was tired. It was it was a physical game, and I think as players we weren't happy with how we performed. Even though we got the win, we was obviously really happy with the win. But I think as players we we thought we should have performed better and. He, you know, he, he told us these are the games you have to celebrate. You have to be, yeah. you have to be up. You have to enjoy them. And we got a bit of a, a bit of a telling off for that, which I think is right. And then after QPR, you know, we won. Telling off for not celebrating. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, I think yeah. I've got that one. But I think it made, it, it, you know, when you look at it, it does make sense because it's a, like it's a game where we've ground out the win. Yeah, absolutely. And they're just as important as the ones where maybe where we've. we've yeah, that's true. Well. I, the same token, it's good that you set your standards. You know, yeah. that if you. you Frustrated that you've fallen short of that, but say, mind you, certainly in our day, a win's a win. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And the manager always says to us, "You can't take them for granted." So, mm. I think that's um, that's one thing that we're we're definitely not doing. We're really in, we're really enjoying and taking the wins for for how they are because a lot of us, you know, a lot of us players in, in the last couple of years haven't won as yeah. regularly as this. So it's um, and and winning at any level is great. So it's we got we got to you know keep trying to keep that going. Yeah, do, do you feel there's a sort of inner determination to get this club back to the Premier League, where certainly over recent years, yeah, it, yeah, it belongs basically. So yeah, it does. I mean, before I before I signed here, I mean, for me, Leicester's a Premier League, a Premier League club. It's a it's a club that's been in the Premier League for so many years. They've you know, like, it's only a few years ago where they were knocking on for trying to get Champions League and doing well in in Europa League. So. For me, it's the infrastructure, the the staff, everything. It's a, it's a Premier League club, but right now is in in the Championship, and and you have to respect that, and you have to make sure you do everything you can to to get out of that. And um, everybody knows that. I, mean, I think that's the most important thing. We've got such a good squad where everybody's so keen to 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 get back to get the club back to where it, where it belongs. Sorry, I think think of it from your own personal position is probably the perfect scenario as well, isn't it? Rather than um, you know, for instance, uh, we'll maybe speak about it in a bit. You, you went out on loan to Sampdoria last year and you've come back to England and then rather than perhaps going to a, a team in the Premier League that was struggling, maybe, um, you're coming to a team that's hopefully back on the up and you, know, you, you can excel and 
there's a challenge there ahead for you, isn't it? And play the perfect football for you. You can. Were you, was that all part of your thinking when you're coming to Leicester? Yeah, I mean, before I, before I signed, I, I, um, I spoke with the manager and the manager explained how he wants to play. And for me, that was, that was perfect in, in the way I want to play and I want to learn and keep improving. And that was, that was one of the keys. And also, I, I wanted to join a club early to make sure that I could get a full pre-season and, yeah. and get as fit as possible. And as soon as I heard about Leicester, it was, for me, it was a no-brainer. It's, it's such a, a... A good fit. Such a, yeah, it's such a great club. And... Um, and I, and I wanted to get in as soon as I could and, and, and get, get, get with the lads, get, get with the, the manager, learn you know, from the beginning. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was it, in hindsight, it was, it was a perfect club for me because it's, um, it's a family club as well. It's run, yeah. run by really good people, really good people that work in the club as well. And since I've arrived, I've, I've, you know, I've got nothing but, but positive to say about the club. Yeah, it's all gone well. I want to ask you about your relationship with Ricardo Pereira in midfield because that seems to have... Mm -hmm. I did a Q&A with uh, Conor Cody a couple of weeks ago and he said when, when Enzo said he was going to put Ricardo into midfield, they were like flabbergasted somewhat, but yeah. it's turned out to be a masterstroke. And you two together, your relationship on the pitch has just blossomed. Yeah, but, but I mean, Ricardo's such an intelligent intelligent player and, and he technically he's got all the all the credentials to be a top midfield player because he's technical he can take the ball under pressure you know he sees the pictures uh, and he's like he's intelligent enough to understand what the manager wants us to do as well and mm -hmm. and since he's come in I think he's you know you wouldn't, you wouldn't know he's been a right back his whole career he's <laughs> he's a yeah, he's a top he's a top player he's a top pro and and I think you know there's no surprise why he's he's doing so do well. Do you think your relationship's improving though do, do you get that you know sometimes when you play with a player. So me and him played centre halves, and we, not telepathic, but we sort of knew what the, the other player was going to do before they did it. Do you, are you, are you think that was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I had to cover his ass. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, do you think that relationship, you know, without speaking to each other, but you know where he's going to move before he does it, or was say just with his body shape on the pitch, stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, from from the the, the, the first session when we. Uh, when the manager put the, the drills on and we was working as a as a, as a pair, um, yeah, I think we just we just understood each other's game. We understood exactly what the manager wants us to do, and and like I said, because he's such an intelligent player and yeah. he understands what the manager wants, you know, he can see the pictures as well. And it's um, yeah, I, I think our relationship on the pitch is is you know is, is great. When we uh, when when I have the ball, I know exactly where he's going. He knows where exactly where I'm going. And I think it's also credit to the training. You know, we work a lot on it in training, and we work on those relationships. Just like when Hamza plays there as well, it's the same. It's the same relationship with Hamza, and um, I think that's the same with everybody on the pitch. We, we we create relationships not only on the pitch but off the pitch. Everybody gets on so well, which, in my experience, makes such a difference oh, to the team. Without a doubt, he knows you're a relative newcomer, <clears throat> as are a number of players in the squad. But do you feel you've already got like a, a senior role amongst the amongst the well, playing squad? Well, I, I, there's, a, there's a few other I don't know if you, as well. Yeah, I mean, if you ask Conor Vards and all them, they'll probably say no, but... Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. There you go. I'm thinking uh, of them two straight away. Conor yeah. Cody, obviously, hasn't been at the club that long, but he'll, he'll have a certain position for himself, wouldn't he? I imagine there. But are you mediator for the... I, 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 try, to, I try to make sure I can, I can help in any way I possibly can, you know, whether that's on the pitch and before the games and making sure that we, we're on it and we're making sure we're doing the right things, even in training, because... Um, you know, do, I, do you feel you got that? You're probably too humble to admit it, but like you've got that standing in the squad, 
where you can, you know, the youngsters will come up and ask you, won't they? One because of your experience, but also because of your way you're performing. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I, I just I, when I when I uh, when I go on the pitch, I try to make sure that I'm as focused as I can, and I try to make sure that others around are as well. And yeah. and it's not just me. There's like there's seven or eight other players in the yeah, team yeah. that have that mentality, that's which is which is yeah. crucial. Yeah, like you say, it's crucial because especially before the game, if you're playing three games in a week, you know, it's have you won two games out of out of the three, and you're going into the third one, it's it's just as important to be just as as up for the game and just as ready for the game as, as the first game of the week because that team's going to want to beat you. So it's, uh, you know, in the dressing room, on the pitch, I make sure I try to to, to speak as much as I can to get everybody uh, focused for the game. Yeah, well, that seems sort of part of your game as well. And like, the older you get, you realise how much communication is massive as well, isn't it? You know, in whatever area on the pitch. But you just, you just, I just get the feel that the players, that they, they've taken, the supporters have, the players seem to have taken to you as well, wouldn't it? Because yeah, I, I, it's not always easy coming straight in, is it? But it's just clicked all round. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when it, when it, when you first join, and you both know when you first join a club, you get nervous. No matter yeah. if it's from the academy well, or what. You don't know. As soon as you walk in, you don't know what the lads <coughs> are going to be like. How are going to be received? Or oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like, we've got such a good group of lads, and since I've come in, everybody's been so welcoming and. And likewise, and when I've been here for a, a couple of weeks, and someone else comes in, it's it's yeah. the same it's yeah. the same way, and it keeps going on. But I think that's credit to the club. You know, we've recruited really good people and people that want to to take the club forward and want to uh, improve themselves. And like you said, have have a point to prove as well in, in individually to to get back to the level. There was one thing I noticed a couple of weeks ago. It started, I think it was Stoke at home, and then obviously the Sunderland game, and then it was more of a collective thing a QPR at the weekend, was your reaction after the final whistle went? And I seen your reaction at Stoke after the final whistle went, and you were like, Puffing you were blowing. proper, yeah. giving it some. Yeah. You know, you know and I, I just noticed it straight away. I was doing the, the commentary on, on that game, and I thought, wow, look at Harry Winks' reaction to winning that, that it means game. something. And then it happened again against Sunderland. As I said, obviously it was a really hard game, tough game. And then again on Saturday after, obviously, obviously your strike. Can you just talk us through a little bit about that? Have you seen the wind bonus of that? <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, apart from the wind bonus. Yeah, no, I think I think it's just um, I just I just love winning, and when you win a game, and especially if, if the game's tough, you, you know when you when you win a when a game's difficult and you win the game, you come through at the end and and you've got the three points. It's such a such a great feeling, and and I think. Um, Last year, you touched on. I went alone to Sampdoria, mm. and I, I won one game, and it was difficult. Right. It was really, it's, right, diff yeah. it's difficult. And um, when you lose every week, or you, you, you know, you're struggling for results, it's it's hard to, you know, on your mood, on on everything, it's difficult. And when when you come here and you win, I I I just try not to take anything for granted because I've seen how difficult it yeah. can be. And and when I go on the pitch and we win, it's, for me, it's such a great feeling, and I know that at the end of the game, we've just won. We're still at the top of the table. We've yeah. we've we've got another three points against another difficult opposition, and and it's just that one step closer to where we want to be. But it's also um, yeah, that kind of relief at the end of the game that you've got the win. We've we played well, and and um, it's you, great yeah. to see. Don't get me wrong. I, I, like I, I, I love seeing it. You know the reaction, how much it means to players mm. winning. But you just sort of stood out on the pitch for me. After and I thought the Stoke game, I didn't particularly think they were that good. I, they they went mega mega. They parked two buses <laughs> in front of the Gold Stoke, didn't they? Yeah. But 
I say I just noticed straight away it was a great reaction. I think also just in the when I'm in the game and I'm in that in that kind of zone and that mind, you know, that passion just always just sort of it's just a way of letting it out at the end of the game. You know, you've had 90 minutes of pure focus and it's not just that, it's to build up the two or three days before where you're focused for the game and then it's sort of just that way of letting it out and just feeling yeah. you know, that relief of the, of the win. Brilliant. It's so, funny you say that. That's just bringing back little things myself because people used to say that, oh, I must have been amazing playing football. You must have had so much fun. And like, half the time it was <laughs> relief. Relief. Yeah. Like, it was like, got the job done yeah. occasionally. Yeah. And you were like, oh. That's well, where that emotion it. comes out. Exactly, and then you're on to the next it's one. It's a job. You ain't yeah. got time to have fun too no. much, have you? No. Maybe end of season or yeah. whatever, but yeah, yeah, I can see that come through. from. And also, a little bit of, <clears throat> not relief, but like, fair to say, you know, you've, you've had highs and you've had dips as well in your career as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And you appreciate it perhaps more than the average player. Well, I, I do, and this season, and it's again another thing the manager says before the game, and, and, and I think we're all trying to take on board, is that, you know, we should enjoy football. You know, yeah. football to be enjoyed. It's mm. not, I know it's a job and I know it's important to win, but players play their best when they're enjoying football. Yeah. And when we go out on the pitch and we have smiles on our face and we enjoy how we're playing and we all buy into it, you know, you can see that on the pitch and players do do uh, do a lot more and, and, and then you end up winning the game, but also enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's that, that's key as well for me is to enjoy my football, which is exactly what I can say I, I, I am. And I think all the, all the lads would say that as well. Yeah, it certainly shows at the moment, doesn't it? But uh, all right, there we go. Probably enough about Leicester for now. Well, I'm sure we'll come back to it. Uh, what about in terms of um, location-wise? We were chatting just before. You still live down London way. Yep. Are you thinking of coming up this way soon? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking to move into Nottingham at some point, and I think that's um, still it's still a good distance from from training ground. I think it's 20, 30 minutes away. So yeah, yeah. I'll be looking to come up up here. And at the moment, I'm still commuting, which is. Which is difficult, um, especially on a Friday. Or yeah, <laughs> Friday traffic ain't great, you know, <laughs> on the M1. But we've got a training. We've got the the hotel, the training ground yeah. here, so I stay here a few nights a week if I need to as well. And uh, at the moment, it's been balancing really well. But when we get to that kind of December, mm. January, February, where it's cold, it's loads of games and a lot of travelling. It's probably best for for my body and yeah. the travel to to be got to a be local these days. Or... No, I drive myself. No, some of the lads have got yeah. to drive. Yeah, some of the lads have. I well, yeah. used to have. I know that. Yeah. I take I take one every now and again, but more more I just drive myself. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it helps both. Well, I do a bit of both, to be fair. Sometimes. Uh, Johnny Evans used to have a two and a half hour kip in the back, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, Connor Cody does. Connor Cody does that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has a, yeah. He makes sure he has a. Sounds good. I'd like <laughs> a bit of that. I actually <laughs> wanted to ask you a question on the training ground because obviously you played at Spurs and their training ground is renowned as one of the best. And I'm just wondering how how do the how does this training ground compare, or how do both training grounds compare? I mean, yeah, they're both amazing. They're both incredible. And since I've come here, they, I've seen a lot of similarities between the both. And I think because um, actually the the manager of of the training ground, yes. Tony, he, Tony, he used to work at Tottenham. That's right. So I know him through 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 there as well. And um, it's very similar. The flow of it's very similar. I think it's similar architects as well. So right. you can you can see it's very very similar. But um, yeah, it's, it's a amazing. nice place to come in every day. It's a lovely place to come in every day. Yeah, it's, it's, it <laughs> makes golf yet. It makes, I haven't played golf yet. No, I've, no. no I, I need to, to to go on the nine hole, but I haven't had. I'm having you down as a golfer. I'm not great. Really? I play a little bit in the summer when it's nice weather, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not great. Not a regular? No, not regular. No, no. I, I will. I will give it a go at some point, but we've had so many games and difficult, you know. And I'm travelling back to to London, so it's um, I'd rather just get on the road and just head yeah, back yeah. before miss rush hour. So. Yeah, can't blame you on that one. The last thing I used to think about back in the day was 
finish training and play and golf not, for five hours. Well, exactly, yeah. Because you're on your legs, it's tiring. Yeah. I'd rather just get home and, and sleep or something, yeah. So I have a cap. Yeah. It was my favourite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> Still is. Still is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll go back to the beginning then, Matt. Yeah, uh, Harry's thinking, back to the beginning, we only just started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the end. We won't keep it too much longer, don't worry. Yes. So, yeah. So, Harry, obviously, he started at Tottenham. Five years old, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, five years old. Yeah, yeah. When you got signed up by their academy, yeah, by yeah. Tottenham's academy. Yeah, I mean it was. Oh God, it was so many, so many years ago. But it was. They used to have a training ground for the the young five, six, seven, eight year olds um, in White Hart Lane, the old yeah. stadium. There was a little ball court, and we used to. Yeah, my mum and dad used to drive me up there on a twice a week on a into 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 London into. How far Hemel Hempstead? Hemel Hempstead. Was Hem it hour? On a good day, yeah. On that time, after you can think, you think about after school, the school track, the rush yeah. hour. It was, yeah. I mean, when I look back, I think you know, just massive credit to my family to, be able to do that. Yeah, it's a huge, especially at five years old when you don't really know if your yeah. kid's going to make it or, it's a uh, yeah. It's when I look back, it's amazing, and I never forget that. But going up there and training the ball court, then we moved over to um, to Chigwell, which is Essex Way, which yeah. again was another 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 journey. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, moved to a couple of different training grounds as there was building the new one, and and then um, yeah, I just went through the through the age groups, and then who were the players then that were playing for Tottenham? Because you you were a Tottenham fan as well, weren't you? I was, yeah, yeah. So who who were like the players at the time playing for Tottenham when you were growing up, and you were like, oh, I want to be the next. That was when they had would have been Jamie Redknapp would have been there yeah. early years, uh, Modric, but that was yeah. as I was got as I got older. Um, Freddie Canute players like that, yeah. you know, years ago. I can't, I, I can't really remember the squad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. no, that's good. Well, you know, 27. 27, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years Freddie, ago. Uh, yeah, Jermaine Defoe, Robbie that's King. Our, yeah. our era. 20 yeah. years ago, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like that, Freddie Canute. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Oh. yeah, good player. I tried to jump once against him, win a header, and he yeah. chested it. <laughs> I was like, how'd you do that? <laughs> Yeah, no, that was there was some there was some good players back then. I think with loads of different managers, and I never really get I never really got to go too often to the games. I, I get the odd ticket here and there from mm. the, from the from the academy, but we never had a season ticket or anything like that. We just any odd time we get a ticket, we go. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there was loads of different players. A long time in the academy, but did you always? And again, you're probably too modest to admit it. Did you always feel that you were going to be a professional? Not really. Well, I mean, yeah, I, well, you certainly hoped it. But. I hoped it. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was always, I was always short. I was tiny when I was growing up. When yeah. I was coming through the academy, I was always one of the smallest. And um, I remember growing up from like under 12s to under 16s, I was always one of the smallest, and it was always difficult physically. You know, people would yeah. be a lot bigger. They'd mature. People overlook it, don't they? Yeah. Or... And I had to work a lot on, you know. And one thing that Tottenham credit to them in the academy, they're big on, you know, technical skills and technical ability yeah. and just working on that. And they didn't really, over, they didn't really look too much about the physical side of things. That it was always good. about. Yeah, was good. They knew that the physical side would come, but um, I was always, I would say I was always technically up there with, with, with one of the best in the age group. But physically, it took me a long time to sort of catch up to some of the other lads. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But you, like sometimes when you're within a, a squad or an academy, you, you can sort of tell who's. Not favoured, but who's you know, probably likely. Yeah, I mean, well... Did you not really have that feeling? Or was, if it was in the balance or whatever, I maybe? I think in the... Yeah, I mean, I, I used to... I, if I'm looking back, I would always back myself and thought, you know what, I think yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I could... I, I would I mean, you always get... you played England level from a young age, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I always thought I'd have enough to get another contract at the end of the year, another contract, and keep going on. But 
you get to a point where you, you know, especially at young level, when you're so emotional up and down, you have a couple of bad games, you think your career's over and you think you're never yeah. going to make it. And, um, but my dad and, and my mum, they, when they come to the games, they'd always, you know, don't worry about it, just, you know, enjoy it, balance it, balance it off. And we're great, great coaches growing up as well, academy managers and stuff, so who really pushed me on. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just so thankful to them as well. Yeah. Any other players that like your sort of age group came through? Um, we had Josh Onimer. I don't Josh Onimer. He, yeah, yeah. he was he was a really good player growing up and played for Spurs a, a number of times as well. Done really well. Um, Connor Ogilvy now he's I think is at Portsmouth. Uh, Luke McGee, the goalkeeper, is now at Tranmere. Um, did you have a decent? Host, did yeah. you have a decent run in the youth cup at all? To the semi final. Semi final. To the semi final, and then we lost, I think, to Fulham. But no, we never, we never, we never, we was never that academy that would win the the league or yeah. or go on the massive run in the in the in the uh, the youth cup. But one thing that we always did, there was always a, there always felt like there was a pathway into the first yeah. team. You always felt like there was an opportunity Half if you, chance, if you yeah. did well, you know. And especially when Pochettino come in, definitely there was another there was there was an opportunity to get in, into the first team. Yeah. Well, you made your were you twenty? Was that right? Twenty years old? I think it was eighteen, 18. when I made my debut. Debut against Liverpool. Oh no, that was my debut. Oh, 18 was in UEFA, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, Premier League debut. Premier sorry. League debut. Premier League on, debut. Premier Premier League debut, yeah. debut was Come against on. Liverpool. Yeah. And you replaced Christian Eriksen. Yeah, well, I didn't touch the ball. Wow. I come for what 30 a... seconds and didn't <laughs> touch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But it, was just... it was an amazing feeling. I mean, oh yeah. I remember going home and just being. I didn't touch the ball, but I was so happy and so proud <laughs> and yeah. But that was that was during the time when we had that incredible team. Yeah. With well, when we were when Pochettino was. Wasn't, wasn't, yeah, I just listed some of the the midfielders that Spurs had along with yourself as a young lad. And you, Victor Winyama, Eric Dyer, Christian Eriksen, Deli Ali, Musa Dembele, Musa Sissoko, and probably more. I mean, what yeah. a midfield that is! Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, especially Musa Dembele. Yeah. He, yeah. he's the one player who, to this day, is the best player I've ever played with. A lot he's, of people say that, don't they? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he could do everything. He was strong. He was, he was technical with both feet. I mean, he could move well. He had that great balance. I mean, he was, and he was a really, really good guy. Really, um, really humble. Really, you know, worked hard. But um, I learned a lot from Musa just as a, just around the place and stuff. But as a player, I mean, he was he, just he incredible. Was a top class player, but you, you thought there's still more to come, like to show. Actually, you know, come the game times or whatever. His influence on the game. You could see the qualities he had. But he didn't sort of like, I might be wrong, he might think differently. He didn't sort of grasp the game by the scruff of the neck. Like you felt he was capable of maybe at times. I think, I think in that season, in those couple of seasons with Poch where he was so, so key and just watching him in the match, I mean, he was pivotal to everything we did. Yeah. He was great off the ball. He was great on the ball. I mean, he, he, everything went through him. He was that, that key player. And um, you'd probably say... Harry Kane sort of take the headline. Yeah, I, I think that, that's always, that was always the case. When you got striker and, and a number 10 who's scoring so yeah. many goals and doing so well, they're always going to get the headlines. Um, but I think if you ask anybody in that team who the mm. best player they'll play with, everyone will say Musa. Everyone will say Musa Dembele, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that numerous times. But yeah. Uh, yeah, not easy breaking through into that lot, is it? No, no, it was, but you, it, I mean, training was so tough. So you can imagine when you're 20, 18, 19, 20, playing with, training with them, you, Training was so, so intense and difficult and you're playing with top players, so you have to raise really? to another level. And I mean, when I look back, I think it was brilliant to train with those players yeah. because um, 
like even like Christian Eriksen, another one who was just technically incredible, one of the yeah. most mm. technically incredible. Uh, most efficient players I've seen just everything his first touch was just immaculate every time and I think when you see that up close in training and the level and the standards that they 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 train at you could see why they've gone on to have such incredible careers yeah yeah there's an array of talent that's for sure mm. which makes it all the more miraculous that Leicester were able to overcome them that season wouldn't it yeah. in the Premier yeah. League but I mean it's a bit ironic now and it's a bit I don't know you probably don't want to say totally but how was the feel about um, the rivalry that sort of developed that, that particular season when Leicester win it? Because mm. it, was, it was a bit of friction between the two teams got created. Probably for the supporters as much as anything, wasn't it? Because they were saying, Leicester City, we're coming for you. And it, was, <laughs> and it sparked off a bit from there, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember that season. I was Obviously, I was with the team, travelling a lot, going to all the games. And I think we played Leicester away. And I think, I think if I'm right, it was 1-1, the score. And... I think we went one 0 up, and straight away after, I think I think it might be Mares has come in and scored. And I remember, yeah, thinking, yeah. Mm. I remember thinking straight away that th th this team's not going away. You know, they're no, they're, no. they're they're stubborn. They're yeah, and you know they worked perfectly. And when even speaking to to Vards and, and Sharky now, you know, just, you can see why that team done so well because that sort of team spirit and that they know exactly what they were, hard to beat, but had quality as well to score. Yeah. And, and um, I remember it first time watching them, and they were just thinking that this team's not going to go away. And I think it was probably late February, March, when Leicester went on that run, where you think, you know, I think they're going to go the way. It was out Lane as well, didn't they? With uh, was it Robert Hooth? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Scoring. Yeah, was scored. it one nil? Or I think it was one nil. Yeah. Winner, yeah. It? Yeah. Which I don't know. Went against the odds, really. <laughs> Even though Leicester were at the top, you're waiting for them to fail, aren't you? But they didn't, didn't uh, happen. Didn't happen. No. No, but credit to them. We say that. I mean, I say that to with. Did, did the Tottenham boys think they were going to overcome them? No, no. There was never that feeling. I think it was almost like two teams who were just kind of overachieving to a point yeah. where both want to win the league, and and um, it was just a battle of who could who could sustain it. But when we look back now, I speak to to Co Cody about it. We speak with the Vards and Sharky about it, and we say it's unbelievable. Yeah, that, still, that, still crazy. Still, I mean, yeah. I still can't believe that they won that. I mean, <laughs> incredible, incredible achievement. Ten points. Yeah, yeah, incredible achievement. And like, I think I've never happened again in the Premier League. I can't, mm. I can't think no, of something as amazing as that. Fun times, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. For Leicester fans, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, anyone except Tottenham. Well, fans, exactly. Really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Pretty much, wasn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll move on from that one anyway. Mm. But we've heard enough about Leicester winning the league, I suppose. <laughs> Or have we? <laughs> <laughs> we can always drop it in. Every yeah, day. exactly. Yeah, drop it in. Uh, the one player we just mentioned there quickly, Harry Kane. Um, his record against Leicester wasn't bad yeah. at all, was it? Seemed to score every time they played, didn't they? But um, what about him in terms of his, obviously we know his abilities and what he's like and what an incredible goal scorer he is, whatever. But what, what's it, like his mentality? And is, is he like the super pro that people portray him as? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super focused, super driven, and always wanting to improve. And um, when you see the, the 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 top player, one of the best players in world football, doing everything right, you 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 then have to follow. You have to you know have to say if he's doing that, then to be to that level, you've got to do the same thing. And I'm um, just little things, but you can think about after training. You know, every, after every session, he'd go in the ice bath. He'd make sure he he was ready for the next session. And I know they're only small details, but for him it was it was that consistency, which is why I think he's got to the to the level he's at. Yeah. Um, and that discipline as well, isn't it? Yeah, the discipline as well, and you know he, he has his own physio, he has his own nutritionist, and and, and he, does he yeah. yeah he makes sure he does everything right, and 
Um, Ronaldo-esque. Yeah, yeah. I think to be at that level, at that top level, you have to have to have that, that he, extra. He, he couldn't get in Leicester's team, could he, oh, for a little yeah. while? That's how bizarre <laughs> it can be, isn't it? That's football, Probably at a younger yeah. age, but yeah. Yeah, that's foot that just shows how crazy football is. I remember him in the academy and... I mean, he was always a top finisher. I remember Harry, when he was a few yeah. years older than me. I remember always watching him in the academy, thinking this guy is a top finisher. But to go on to the level he's got onto is, you know, it's a huge credit to him, and and I think he deserves everything he's got. Well, he, he emulated you at the weekend, didn't he, for Bayern Munich with a? I think he was with a, a well, no, no, because we're going to get the last goal. You say you didn't score many, but you scored this goal against Ludwig Goretz, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. From 54 oh, yards? in yeah. from 54 yeah. yards. I, on the left-hand side, smash one in. <laughs> and I know you came out. <laughs> yeah, I should have said that. I did, yeah. I come out after and said, I, said I didn't mean it. You didn't mean it. I wish I didn't. I wish, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I wish I didn't, yeah. Well, yeah, talk us through that. Talk us through that goal, because that was an incredible finish, even if you didn't mean it. Were you I looking know. for Harry Kane at the no, back? No, it, was, was, it? It, was, um, it was Gareth. Gareth Bale was running yeah, down the yeah. side and... And I saw him and I just, I can't remember, I think I just overcooked it or I shanked it and I got a bit of a quirk sort of, and it went in the top corner. I mean, oh, if, if I didn't say it was, um, if I didn't say it was a pass, I could have got away with you it. You could have got but, away with that. But I was too honest afterwards. I said, <laughs> as soon as I said it after, I said, oh no, I said to my mum, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So conscious you thought Gareth scored enough, I'll just hook it in. But I think, I think you know. nowadays on Twitter and stuff, if you look at my eyes, you probably would have seen I was looking over there and the goal's here. So I would have got, I would have got found out anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and Harry Kane meant his. Yeah, he definitely meant his. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, Jerry, but oh, some effort. He's like well in his own half. Mm. We've done it in pre-season a few years ago as well against Juventus um, in a pre-season game, and he just it was a winner as well. And he's just one touch on the halfway line. He just he just um, yeah, he, like a bullet straight over the goalie's head. So you, you, when he when he does it, you definitely you know he meant it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Harry Kane. His qualities are you know unquestionable, aren't they? But uh, so I was speaking to someone the other day who was talking about him and when you see him live, you appreciate him even more, don't yeah, you? Yeah. It's all round game mm. as well. It's not just the highlights sticking the ball in the net. His touch, his awareness, his vision and that. Yeah, everything is hold up play, he's strong, he can drop deep, use his head. I mean, speaking to some of the defenders who played against him here, they all say how how, how good he was. Yeah. To play and how hard he is to play against. Yeah, yeah, very much so. so well he, he played with a a number of, of big names through the years, haven't you? Uh, at Tottenham, and whatever, and you know, found it. Did you find it frustrating at times that you didn't get um, as long a run as you would have liked occasionally, or injury took its not took its toll? There's too much to say, but it caused you a few problems as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I knew that though. I, I mean, I, I amazing years that I played over 200 games for me was as a Spurs fan I didn't just to have one would have been amazing yeah so I was you know I was, I was to, to look back I'm so proud of that but I yeah, also right, so. but I also know as when you come through the academy it's always difficult you're always that one who maybe can be the, the one who's left out the it's one strange, who's, isn't it? yeah. the one who's pushed aside or you know it's you shake that sort of it is difficult off. Yeah, yeah yeah it is difficult to get rid of that but um like I said I had some amazing years there and and had you know played in some incredible matches with some incredible players and Incredibly proud, like Champions proud. League final. Yeah, yeah, another course, one. Which yeah. Was incredible. What was that like? I mean, I mean, that result, is the pinnacle of football, and you started in that game, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, the result was. I mean, yeah. still to this day was 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 devastating. Yeah, but to to say I played in it was one of the yeah one of the most proudest moments in my career because it was, um, it was tough because I I had a groin surgery I think about five or six weeks before that as well. I was struggling with my groin for the last few hours. Uh, sorry for the few games of the of the season. So I'd made that decision 
in case we got to the final to right. go to the surgery yeah. and uh, worked so hard to get back. And I think I come back within two or three weeks of, of the surgery and was training with the team in the lead up to it. So um, I, had a, I had a good couple of weeks training, but to get the uh, you know, the, the nod to play was something that I'll, I'll, I'll remember forever. <laughs> yeah. That's how well you must have been doing at that time. So mm. you had surgery before mm -hmm. and you find yourself back in the team. We saw the, uh, the likes was it Wanyama and uh, not Sissoka, one or two other top-class players on the bench, that you were well in favour at that stage, weren't you? Yeah, that's probably one of my best seasons at Spurs at, at that, that year. I was playing quite regularly. I was, um, I played, I think, all the all, most of the Champions League games in the build-up, and um, I think I'd just come out in the first leg of the quarter-final against yeah. City. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, I worked so hard and I made sure that you know, the club could see that I was coming in early to make sure to try and get myself fit because I wanted to be, I wanted to be available to to play. And um, then when I got the, the you know the call up to to start, it was uh, it was surreal. It was incredible, the build up, the the process, everything around it was amazing. But just the result, which was still to this day, is, it kills me that that we didn't win. That. Yeah. But but it, near yet so far. Yeah, yeah. But it was um, like, yeah, an, an incredible, incredible yeah. like. Atmosphere experience. and experience, yeah. Unbelievable. Fair play to you. Like you, the level you've played at, and then things don't sort of progress as maybe you hoped or foresaw for one reason or another. And then, but then you, 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 some players would let that affect them a little bit. And I think maybe they would perhaps drift, drift along with their careers. But you can tell there's a determination that you to get yourself back as high as you can, as quick as you can. Yeah, I, I think there was, I, after that, we had two two or three managers that probably didn't didn't really see eye to eye as much in, in style of play and, yeah. as, as, you know, the way that, what they wanted to do and what I offer and things like that. And I made the decision, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a fallout with the club, but I made the decision last year to go out on loan to just wanted to get games and feel yeah. that love again for football and play regularly and, and feel respected on the pitch. And, uh, it was a difficult year, but a great year. I loved. I mean, I loved it last year, but I made that decision to go. And so, uh, same with this year, I, I wanted to leave because I wanted to to, to feel part of something. Yeah, it, a bit yeah. of purpose. I wanted. I wanted a challenge. I wanted to to um, to fight for something as such. And when when I heard that it was Leicester and there was a chance to to get promoted and to go back to the Premier League, it was a a challenge that I'd love to to accept and something to fight for every day. Um, yeah, you can see that. Which is, uh, which is, that. yeah, I mean, which is exactly what I've wanted the last few years of my career, really. Yeah. Just quickly on the, the Sam tour, we won't over deliberate on it, but in terms of lifestyle, culture oh, side, yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah, not bad, Italy. Yeah, lovely. That's yeah. my <laughs> favourite country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Italy. I well, love going yeah. there. Well, it was right. On the, it was right. It was the north, but it was right on the seafront, and it was um, every day. The weather was amazing. The food's fresh. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's a, the way of living out there is incredible. It was. Um, and and it, and it's 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 in, like interesting to see the league and the way that they they um, the way that they 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 build up the games and the mm. fans and everything. It was just a completely different atmosphere. But you know, I loved it. I really embraced it and enjoyed it. But uh, I can't speak Italian. But well, <laughs> so, so don't ask. You, you didn't get the lingo, no. No, I, tro I tried. But you tried. I tried. You got lessons. Oh, I did. Yeah, I had lessons um, at, at the house, and it was I just couldn't catch it. It was so <laughs> difficult. Yeah, and it, it doesn't help when you go into training ground. A lot of the lads speak English as well. Oh, okay. So it's um, yeah, I just managed to, and I knew I was only there for half a half year a or year. so. So I just who, who was manager there? Uh, when I first signed, it was um, Marco Giampaolo. He's a, he was manager of AC Milan and Sampdoria. Right. And then I never actually got to play for him because when I signed, I was injured for four or five months. And then um, Dejan Stankovic, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he used to play for Inter Milan. Yeah, you know, yeah. top top player. Yeah. He he come in and and um and yeah, he, he was another interesting coach. He was good, but interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, Make of that what you will. Yeah, but it was it was a, it was you know I learned from him as well. I've been a, a top midfielder. It was nice to learn from him, but it was a uh, it was just a really really difficult uh, situation to be at. There was no money at the club. It was right. The, the chairman was not selling. There was a big problem with uh, the club potentially going bust. Fans were coming to the training ground and the hotel. It was, uh, it was, it was mad, but great experience, and I loved it. Every, every minute of it, I loved. From volatile in Italy, isn't yeah. it? In terms of things in the background and what have you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it doesn't help going there injured as well, does it? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I was I turned up on my first session, and uh, I had a bit of an ankle problem before that, I suppose, and. We managed to patch it up and felt okay. I was training, it was all right. And I went out there in my first session and just sort of rolled it and I just couldn't get back from it. I had three or four weeks out, a few injections, come back, done it again. Mm. Went back to England, a few injections, uh, come back about four weeks later and then done it again. Really? <laughs> and it, there was clearly an issue with it. And then we made the decision to go for surgery. And mm. since then, it's been, been perfect. I've had no issues since. And, um, touch wood. Touch wood, yeah. Keep the same, yeah. <laughs> touch wood, yeah. Uh, good. Well, it, you know, you've, you've had a few obstacles in the way, haven't you, along, along through your career, but it shows the mentality that you've got. You keep being positive and going forward and certainly on the upward rise at the moment, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, like you, like you said, football is, you have so many ups and so many downs. You'll know as well, it's so, how you never know. You probably have more downs than you do ups in football. So, so I think it's so important to enjoy the enjoy the ups as much as yeah, you can. And, and then I suppose when you have the bads, you realise just how, how good it is to yeah, exactly. sort of cherish the ups. And right now, I think we're, we're, we're having a, a great season and everyone's enjoying it, but it's important to, to remember that as well and enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So we'll touch on England briefly. Yeah. The end off. So you 10 England caps. One goal, we watched your goal against yeah. Kosovo. Yeah. Lovely first touch. <laughs> went one way and you went the other. <laughs> Great finish. Give the, keeper, finish. Give the yeah. keeper the eyes one way yeah. and then slotted it in the bottom corner. But again, so you, you had a bit of a you know, successful period when you, when you first broke into the England squad. Uh, and then disaster again with your ankle just before the World Cup. Oh, that was yeah, 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 yeah. The World Cup, yeah, that was. Um, I think I had surgery. On, I think or I had a big injury that one. But I think when I scored was for the Euros, and then yeah, that one was. Um, it was COVID. I think COVID come in, and we had that spell where there was. I think games stopped for a while, and um, I didn't really get back into the team playing regularly as much to get selected for for the Euros uh, for that one. But right. but it was um, yeah. It, I was I was having a real good spell at the time. I think I was playing quite often for England. I was being yeah. called up regularly and um, playing well for Spurs at the time. And I think just yeah, that sort of COVID moments. Just I think just when the Euros got pushed back, uh, okay. got pushed yeah. back the the year and and um, yeah, just found it difficult to get those regular games again to get selected. Is that something you'd like to get back into? The English yeah, def sport? definitely. You know, yeah, I mean, this I'd, is like a good starting place for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah because Leicester's such a respected club and. I understand England, you know, they like to select players in the Premier League, which I get. And um, But I think as much as I'd love to be back in the England squad and play for England again, would, would be a, would be amazing to do that. The, my most important thing is, is Leicester, really, just playing regularly here and enjoying it, improving. And then 
I found that when I got selected for England in the past, it's when you don't think about it. The more you think about it and try and strive to get mm. to it, it doesn't happen. So I think the most important thing is concentrate on what you're doing on the club, and then yeah. and then hopefully things will will take care of itself. But if I start thinking too much about that, I found I found in the past that doesn't work too well. No regrets about not choosing Spain then. <laughs> no, well, I, we actually I think before um, the, I played for England, there was there was this 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 talk because I've got Spanish relatives and. I think yeah, I missed. Is that, is that right? Is it? It was my grandparents. Yeah, or? my grandparents. So my 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 nan, she was Spanish, and but she was born in England. Right. So her family Spanish. Her name was Spanish. Everything about yeah. her was Spanish. But because she was born in England, technically, doesn't work. Technically, I couldn't get the. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I've I've always cast yeah. myself English. I, I anyway. had similar with my grandfather was Irish, but born in England. Ah, so you couldn't you couldn't well, get it as well. Uh, yeah. They won't let him in the Ireland now. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of countries. I'm not allowed in quite a few countries. Yeah. But. Did you get a call or was it a letter? Did no, a, from England. Or yeah, when you got that first uh, call, up? I think I got a text. a text. Yeah, I didn't get a call. I think you just get I think you just get a text message from one of the, the like the liaison officers at the at the uh, the camp and just saying you've been selected for for England. Oh, actually, no, I didn't. No, my, no, tell a lie. My first call up, it was um, I was with the twenty ones. Okay. I was with England 21s and someone got injured and um, I got called down to the the under-21s manager's office and I went down there, there was a few coaches in there and I thought we are just going to debrief about tactics or talk yeah. about the game and he just said that um, mm. there's been a couple of injuries, uh, Gareth wants to select you for the England, for the national team, you're going away with them, take your stuff, I mean he's in St George's, take your stuff, move over to the first team side, join yeah. them and then... Um, fuck yeah, I couldn't believe it, I remember, <laughs> I remember moving across thinking wow, like you know, what's, what's going on what here? I think I would have been Roughly, 20, maybe. You only played a handful of games for Tottenham, didn't you? Or? Yeah, I was only played about yeah, not uh, half a season, if that. I think maybe 20 or 21. I, right. I would have been, I think. And then. Um, Squeaky we, bomb time, that. Yeah. As well, isn't it? But it's so exciting as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we played like Lithuania, I think it was like two or three days later, and I thought I'd go there and just be a bit of a bit of a fanboy, you know, just go yeah. and sit in the stands, yeah. watch, train with the team, and. And then he put me in the starting eleven, and I, I just, yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was on AstroTurf as well. I remember thinking, oh god, I've got no, I've got no moulds. I've got no, no moulds. Oh, it's uh, in England, Dave. You're on AstroTurf in Lithuania. I thought, um, but I was so excited. I couldn't, I couldn't wait, and <laughs> played really well, and, and got we won one 0 got man of the match, and it was, um, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, really, really good, uh, really good few days, and then, um, yeah, it was incredible, incredible kind of rise to get into. Or to come, hopefully, eh? Yeah, I hope mm. so. I hope so, but. Yeah, I try not to think too far ahead, but it'd be, it'd be amazing if I could, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I think that pretty much covers most angles up to now. There might be a volume yeah. two. You might, <laughs> yeah. might have the fortune two. of seeing us again <laughs> sometime. There's plenty, more, there's uh, plenty yeah. more to come from this. Lucky game. you. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. No, that would be great, years. yeah. In a couple of months, maybe we'll sit down again and yeah. Yeah. see where we are. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me along today. No problem. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thank you very much. Cheers. You too. Thanks very much. Okay, well, that was Harry Winks. How good was that? Really interesting stuff from him. Yeah, plenty to say, isn't he? Yeah. He's a lively character. And uh, really enjoyed it, actually. A, a top-class footballer, he's shown that. But he's a lovely young man. Yeah, absolutely. And what I was loved about it was like the insight he gave you into the way yeah. the training regime is here under Enzo. The philosophy about not being afraid to make mistakes on the ball. I think it's something that we've never come across in our playing yeah. days, but... Well, yeah, exactly. And interesting also that he, he speaks about his, how much he's learned 
under Enzo Moresco when he, you know, he's, he's a good few years of top class managers, Pochettino included, yeah. and he's still learning yeah. under Moresco. I know everyone learns at any stage, but uh, it shows you the sort of intensity and detail, detail that the boys are playing under. But um, hey, I think it came across really well, didn't it? Um, as I expected, but just that sort of, I don't know, very unassuming. Yeah, very humble. Yeah, he mentioned the word humble himself a number of times. You see, that's a, a big thing for him. But, he, but he's also got a strong mentality to come through what he has and uh, excelling at the moment. Absolutely. So there you have it. Thanks for listening, guys, uh, to today's podcast. And remember, if there's anybody you'd like us to interview, please put some comments in the bottom section there. And remember to subscribe from wherever you download your podcast from. See you soon.